Hey everyone, welcome back to the Going Vegan podcast. It has been a few months since I released an episode, but I am back with another great interview. Today, Katie from Vegan Lee Katie is joining me. You can find her on Instagram at Vegan Lee Katie, or you can find her on her website at veganleekatie.com. Before we jump into the interview, I do want to address uh, the long hiatus, which was unexpected by me and turned into be, uh, it's been about three months, I think, since I released an episode. And I do, I think, want to give a little bit of an explanation for why, because people have sort of reached out to make sure everything was okay and to see if I was planning on continuing the episode, which I really appreciate people checking in. Everything is all well and good over here. I think when I initially set out to start this podcast, my hope was to do 10 to 15 episodes over the course of six months to a year, and I didn't really know what the response was going to be like. I think I've mentioned that before, where when you start a project like this, you really just don't know how people are going to respond to it, how it's going to resonate with people, Um, especially in the podcast world where you don't really get a good idea for how many views one of the more popular podcasts gets. You might hear some numbers about the most popular ones, but generally speaking, it's a pretty opaque platform in that you don't really have a good idea for how many people are listening to other podcasts or really any way to judge your success against anyone else's or or really how successful it is going. So the only way for me to really judge it was, was I enjoying doing it and was I getting good feedback? And I was getting both of those things. And in fact, the feedback was so overwhelmingly positive that we ended up putting out or I ended up putting out about 22 episodes over a five month period, which was sort of far beyond what I thought I was going to be able to do, but also what I really felt like the system that I had built was capable of doing. I was doing a lot of the legwork myself. I had brought on an editor, someone who I had found through Reddit who's been fantastic and has put done an amazing job helping me put these together. But there's a fair amount of work that still goes into each one of these on my end. And I don't think that I was quite prepared for the volume of interviews and the sort of interest that I was going to have coming my way uh, to participate in, in the podcast, which is really the best possible problem to have. And I think that when people, when you start out to do a project like this, you hope that's the problem that you're going to create for yourself. But being a first-time podcaster and kind of figuring out these things as I was going, you know, I've been recording this, I think I've mentioned on a USB microphone that I just happened to have, you know, sort of around. And I think the message of this platform has really resonated with people and I needed to sort of take a step back and try to put in some systems into place so that I could do this a little bit more consistently. Then the election came. The post-election things happen all the way through the inauguration and some things with work picked up personally and there was just not enough time for me to put aside to really put in some systems that would really make this a successful project going forward. I think I've now had the time to do that. I have a couple great interviews that have already been recorded from last year. I apologize. I've not gotten those out yet. I plan to get those out over the next few weeks using the system that I now have ready to go and I think I can really put out some higher quality product at a higher clip than I was set up to do before. It was becoming very labor intensive. And at the end of the day, this is a project that was sort of a hobby of mine that I'm doing on the side in addition to sort of my everyday job. And I have two young kids. So really it was just a a coming together of a lot of things that were sort of going on that sort of made me put the podcast on, on the back burner, unfortunately. And I'm glad I was able to get those 22 episodes out. And I'm really excited to have you know another set of great episodes here in 2021 that I hope can help people uh, continuing on this journey, keep living this lifestyle, following a vegan diet, um, you know, 
really doing these things that were so important to me uh, in a more sustainable way so that I can keep doing this and keep getting that great feedback. So um, thank you so much. I don't know. I hope that was a little stream of consciousness, but I wanted it to be honest. I want people to sort of know what was going on. And hopefully I have a better sort of firm footing now um, to put out more higher quality content. So look out for that coming in the future. And I'm really, really excited about it. So today's episode is with Katie from Veganly Katie, like I mentioned. And as I've said on the podcast before, I really enjoy speaking with people who are are building platforms, whether it's they're producing content or they're helping other people and doing sort of counseling or whatever you're doing in the community to sort of help people um, on this path and learn more about it and kind of help um move the movement forward. So Katie has a website. It's veganlykatie.com, V-E-G-A-N-L-Y, Katie, K-A-T-I-E.com, also on Instagram, uh, veganlykatie. And her tagline there is that since she was little, she loves spending time in the kitchen, but it wasn't until a couple months ago she thought to create her own recipes, which I love because what she's doing on her website and on her Instagram page is putting out recipes that she's creating for other people to try. She has a fantastic recipe. If you go to her website, you'll see it right there. It is for sweet and spicy tofu noodle stir fry, which is right up my alley. I'll be trying it this week and we'll report back. Um, But Katie just has such a a positive message. So I'm really excited to get this interview out. Finally, it was recorded late last year. Um, Again, if you want to get in touch with her, you can find her at veganlykatie.com or on Instagram at veganlykatie. If you'd like to reach out to me directly, you always can at dan at goingveganpodcast.com or on Instagram at goingveganpodcast. Thanks so much again for joining me and coming back uh, to the podcast I'm really excited to have everyone back, excited to be putting out a new episode, and here is Katie. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Going Vegan podcast, back with another featured interview. As you know, every episode of this podcast features an interview with somebody within the vegan and plant-based community, um, ideally someone who is out there doing something and trying to either spread the word or educate others or help others transition into this life. And today I have Katie from veganlykatie.com. You can find her on Instagram at veganlykatie or again on her website at veganlykatie.com where you'll find lots of recipes that she creates and shares to help people uh, discover how delicious vegan food can be. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you initially heard about, you know, maybe what being a vegan was. Well, um, I actually grew up just eating. I mean, it was not the standard American diet. It was maybe a little healthier. We didn't eat much meat, but we definitely weren't vegetarian or vegan for sure. But as my sister, I have a twin sister. And as like we were getting older, we could do research on our own and watch documentaries and everything and really discover kind of the outside world, if you will. She decided to go vegetarian because of an article that was talking about the health benefits and comparing it to um, smoking in some respects. And so she just thought that was really kind of horrifying for like a 12 year old to feel like, oh, something that I'm doing is comparable to smoking. And so she just kind of cut it out and just cut out all red meat. And that kind of transitioned to just going vegetarian completely. And then a couple of years later, she just started doing a little more research into it because she knows like she knew that. It was more than just health, the reason that people go vegan or go vegetarian, sorry. And then she kind of started getting into a lot of more deep research about kind of the animal agriculture industry and how livestock is raised and the effects on the environment and on the animals themselves. And so she just kind of went vegan. It was kind of a slow process, but it was just based on all of that information that she found looking into the other aspects other than health and 
looking into the environmental and animal rights sides of it. So when she, when she was making the transition first to being a vegetarian and then to being a vegan, what was your response to that? And were you sort of doing it with her or were you harder to drag along? Um, no, I was definitely hard to drag along. It took me a while to really even comprehend it. When she went vegetarian, I just, it didn't really affect me in any way because it was only for health. I mean, she kind of talked about it. She was like, oh, Katie, why are you still eating meat? Like, did that article not have any like effect on you? Because I read the article as well. And I did, I wasn't really at a place where I cared too much about my health, to be honest, but that is why she did it. And then I kind of didn't, it didn't really affect me. I didn't really say like, oh, I kind of want to try that too. Or yeah, that really, um, that really resonates with me. And so she was just kind of vegetarian. I was just doing whatever I wanted to do, just being like a carnivore and whatnot until she went vegan. And all the research, it's a lot more compelling, the research on veganism rather than vegetarian. And you really get into more of like the science and all of the animal rights things, of course, because a lot of people who are vegetarian, it's usually more for like health or maybe like religion or something but when she went vegan it was a lot more of something she was way more passionate about like the cause of animals and I've always loved animals and I've never really up until like this point like I had never considered even going vegetarian or vegan but the more she talked about it the harder it got to kind of deny it it's kind of like irrefutable like the evidence and everything that she would bring up to me it just got harder and harder to kind of push that away and say like oh it's fine like I'm fine I'm not really doing anything like you're wrong I've never heard that before because it was just so new to me and my family even to my sister it's very new she was just very shocked to find out which is kind of what drove her to go vegan so quickly she was like I did not know that like I can't do this continue with these like habits anymore like eating and using like animal products and so that kind of just at some point, I just said like, okay, I need to like research this. I need to see what is so compelling to her. Is this really true? Everything she's telling me because it was so kind of scary. I had never heard any of it before. And it just sounded really kind of horrifying, of course. And so we started doing some research together and she kind of showed me where she was getting the information that she would bring to me. And it was just very, it was very clear that that was what was going on. And it was just something that had been like hidden from me, I guess. Like I had always kind of thought of just eating like dairy, like what's the problem? It's like those happy cows on like your milk cartons and everything. And it was just, a lot of things got very exposed like through that research, things that I had never heard of and I never had really thought of. And so that just really drove me, especially having her there with me. She had been vegan for probably six months at that point. And so it was just really having her there and showing me the research and just kind of telling me every couple of days she would say something about it. Like when I was eating something that was like, not vegan and whatnot. And so that really kind of pushed me to do the research and make the change. So here you have somebody who is very close to you, obviously. I mean, a twin sister is about as close as it gets, I would imagine. It's something that was important to her, but it still took you, it sounds like, six months to sort of come around and start to see her viewpoint. But once you did, what was that like? And how quickly did you sort of make the transition from what you were doing? And what was that like for you personally? Well, really, it didn't actually happen. So the first six months, it was just kind of her even like my sister even getting used to the research herself, getting used right. to the lifestyle herself before she would like, be comfortable enough to tell me, like, believe it or not, have done enough research to be able to like make an argument against something that I was doing or eating. And it was just very insignificant to me when she first started telling me like, oh, Katie, like, don't you know what they do to like the cows? Do you know about like the dairy, what's even in the food, like how bad it is for your health and everything. I just, I didn't really think about it. I just kind of denied it. I was like, oh, I've never heard that. Like I have been eating meat my entire life been eating dairy my entire life. That's what we've grown up with. We're still eating that. Like no one's dying from it or like, 
I didn't think anyone was dying from it. I kind of went into denial because it wasn't something I was used to. It wasn't something I had grown up doing, had heard before. And I really, other than my sister, there was no one else that I knew who was even vegan or vegetarian, really. Well, let's talk about that for a second. How did other people in your life react and how have they reacted since you've been going following this path? Um, so my family, at first, they were a little skeptical when my sister went vegan. She kind of paved the way, if you will, for me to come a lot easier. And at first, though, it was really difficult for my parents to kind of wrap their brains around. They were like, oh, you're so young. Like, do you think this is the healthiest thing for you? Where are you going to get your protein, your calcium, all of these like vitamins that are like your iron, all of these things that come from right. animal products. And like as someone who's like so young and developing and everything, it kind of just is a little bit hard for like, I guess, parents who don't know a lot about the lifestyle, who think that kind of something close to like a standard American diet gives you all of the like nutrients that you're supposed to have, like to grow like your bones and everything from calcium. Um, and so it was kind of hard for them to hear. And they kind of tried to force my sister away from it a little bit, like trying to get her to change her mind, but she didn't. She really stuck with it. And they really had no choice because we eat dinner like as a family until my mom couldn't be like, okay, like you as like a 12 year old cook your own dinners every day. So she, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been really difficult if like the family didn't support it. And so she really had to push for that. And now we really do eat vegan almost every day. And my dad has gone vegan or vegetarian. Sorry. My dad has gone vegetarian because he said it's very inspiring watching me and my sister, but it would just, it took a lot to get there. And a lot of my friends, even they're kind of like, okay, Katie, that's like so weird. Like, why don't you want this cookie? It doesn't matter. Like it has animal products. Like that's what a cookie is and stuff. And a lot of people around me, they just, they don't understand it because there's so few vegans. Like even in this time, like the community is growing very quickly, but especially at my school, I don't know anyone other than me and my sister who are vegan. Interesting. Well, I think that what you said is important, especially about your parents. And something that I've talked about on this podcast before too, is that this doesn't need to be an all at once kind of process. And it wasn't for you an all at once kind of process. And I don't think it will be for other people either. And it certainly wasn't for me. And I think that the if you can sort of bring people along a little bit closer with you and then they can sort of start doing their own research like you did. And, you know, these documentaries that are out there, the information is so accessible now that once you kind of start putting sort of one foot through the door, it's very easy to get more information and kind of bring other people along. So I think you're set, you're setting a great example for people. Oh, thank you. I think that that is very true. Once you start kind of seeing it around you, you start finding the right resources and having the right people to direct you to those right resources, it becomes a lot easier and more manageable. And it just seems a lot more doable to have someone in your life as an example, doing it and really just having such a passion for it. It kind of makes you wonder what it's all about. And that's where I got my inspiration. So definitely. And it says on your website too, where this is for me, it's about animal rights and protecting the environment, not to mention the incredible health and its benefits of a plant-based diet. And I think that that is such an important thing that happened to me also, where I initially started following a plant-based lifestyle for health reasons. But I think that no matter what angle you come at it from, these other two prongs about sort of the, the animal rights and the environmentalist right issues, you can't help but when you're doing your research on the health benefits, start learning about these other aspects of it. And then it all sort of becomes a no-brainer that there's so many more reasons to do this than just your initial one, I guess, is the best way to say it. No, that is completely true. And that's that happened to me as well. I wasn't I initially when I started doing the research, it wasn't as much for health that I was looking for as for like the animal rights and environmental benefits, because I I had heard a lot about that in like 
different documentaries and everything that the environment really benefits from like a vegan diet. And so I kind of wanted to know more about that because that's something that obviously as someone who has a lot of my life left, I guess, I kind of want to be able to heal and like protect the world so that it's like sustainable to live in as like I get older and more generations come and everything. So that kind of resonated with me the most. And when I started doing research, like you said, you just kind of see everything and it all is kind of is interconnected in a way the health aspect connects with the animal rights aspect, connects with the environmental uh, like aspect. It's all kind of a triangle if you will and so I think that people who start vegan for one reason you do it long enough you're around enough information you do the research and everything just having it be part of your life you can't help but become committed to the other two of the three aspects so I ask a lot of people to come out of the podcast because I'm so interested what sort of their day looks like but like take me through like a day of meals in like Katie's world okay so it just, it depends on the day, but I'm not super healthy, like completely whole food vegan, but I try and eat like relatively healthy. So we get a lot of granola. As long as you don't have honey in it, a lot of granolas are accidentally vegan. And then with just soy milk and some fruit, that's basically what I would have for breakfast. There's a lot of protein powders that sometimes I would add a lot of vegan protein powders. And then for lunch yesterday, I just made some waffles, some waffles that I have on my website, but I just made a batch of them and I eat that for lunch. I like a lot of sweet foods more. I don't eat savory food for lunch, which is kind of weird, but I eat my savory meal at dinner. And then, so for last night, then we had a tomato soup that my mom made. And it's just, it's a recipe that has cream in it, but she leaves it out for us and she puts it separately so that her and my stepdad can like add cream if they want it. And then we just had like a French bread with that. And as long as it doesn't have like honey or milk, which um, a lot of them do, it's kind of, sometimes it can be hard to find one. But other than that, that's kind of, what my day looked like yesterday in terms of weight. Well, I think that's that's a great example, though, that following a plant-based lifestyle doesn't need to be complicated. It's a lot of the same things that people are probably already eating, and you make a couple modifications, and all of a sudden they're plant-based, and you remove the animal products from them, and things like cream that you can get healthier and also have them taste great with removing some of those things. But I think that's a great transition because I want to talk about veganleekady.com where people can find you and your website and what you're doing there. So were you, before you started becoming following a plant-based lifestyle were you already cooking a lot or was that a new thing that happened sort of after you started becoming a becoming vegan that is something that is very interesting i haven't actually thought about that until you bring it up well i know that for my family especially for like the dinners that my mom makes she started cooking a lot more with whole food and she's gotten a lot more into cooking and different meals because you kind of have to have a lot more variety when you're cooking vegan foods because there's so many different ways that you can prepare vegan food especially it's a lot more whole foods and vegetables like you can't help but having to cook more when you're doing things like that but for me really I never used to cook very much now that I'm thinking about it I kind of just ate like sandwiches and like crackers and chips and things like that but now on a vegan diet I don't know why but a vegan lifestyle excuse me I don't know why but it's just it kind of just for me, especially, it's led me to become a lot healthier, which means cooking a lot of my own meals rather than eating a lot of processed foods. And I think that's because having to read all the labels on all the foods you're eating to just make sure they're vegan, it kind of helps you to realize what is in them, how much sugar, how much of all of these things you don't need and you didn't even know were in your food. It kind of just leads you to cook a lot more of your own food so you know exactly what's going in it and you really realize how easy it is to cook your own foods without all those additives and added sugar so definitely I have started cooking a lot more 
So what was the inspiration behind starting Veganly, Katie? Talk to me about how that started and kind of what you what you do with the platform. So it I started a couple of months ago. So quarantine obviously gave me a lot of free time and I was just baking a lot as I, I'm sure a lot of people were because that's just something a nice hobby you can do in your house. There was definitely a big sourdough craze. I know at the beginning of the, <laughs> yeah. whole, of the pandemic. So I, I know all about the, the baking craze. <laughs> I have not tried that, but I definitely want to. So yeah, I was doing a lot of baking. I know a lot of people were, and it was just, it was really fun. It's something I've always found really fun. And I recipe development has always been something I've been interested in because sometimes I just don't like to use a recipe because then I have to fire up my computer and like search up a recipe, look at the ratings, like which one looks the best, which one is rated the best, read the comments, whatever, when I know like what I like. So if I just kind of put things in like the ratios that I like, and I basically know kind of how it's going to turn out, it's going to turn out something that I want it to turn out, if that makes sense. And so it's just kind of easier to make your own recipes in some respects like that. You can kind of make them exactly how you want them and really pair them to like your taste and your texture preferences and everything. And so since I was already doing a lot of baking and I kind of had always been interested in recipe development and I had all this free time, I just decided to give it a try. And I've learned a lot about it since then. Like at first, my first recipe, which actually turned out well, I don't know how, but I just kind of mixed some things. I was like, yeah, I know how to make cookies. So I just put some butter and like flour and like whatever is in cookies from recipes that I kind of remembered the very basic core ingredients. And it was really fun because they turned out really well. Well, this was this was my first recipe that is now actually on my blog. It was my ginger soft baked chocolate chip ginger snaps. And they were like really good. And my whole family loved them. And so they kind of supported it. If they had turned out like a mess, my mom would have been like, you cannot just make up random recipes. <laughs> <But it kind> of <laughs> so I was kind of scared for that, but it gave her confidence. She was like, oh, Katie, like maybe you have a talent. Like, right. and then she was like, okay, like go ahead and try some things. And that's kind of how I got into doing it more frequently, developing more of my own recipes. So you already have almost 2,000 followers on Instagram. So apparently some people are really liking what you're putting out there. And I am looking at, I'm from Philadelphia. So we're a big soft Bro, pretzel. Bro, me too. Yeah, are you? So we're a big soft yeah. pretzel town. So I, I'm looking at these easiest buttery soft pretzels. And I think I'm going to be making them sometime this week. So I will check back and let you know how they turn out. I mean, it looks, looks oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Please do let me know if you make them. They're one of my, like, my family's favorite recipes. They love them. And they're so easy. They're one of my favorites to make. I just think I love when people do this because it's taking something that you're clearly passionate about and you really like, and it's it's helping other people too, where you see th some dishes on here, like a sweet and spicy tofu noodle stir fry, where that's the kind of dish that I would love to eat, whether it's vegan or not. And you kind of show people that this is something that you don't have to make all these sacrifices. In fact, it can enhance your life. And I think one of the things that you touched on, which, which I think I've heard before makes so much sense is you almost have to be a little bit more intentional and creative with what you're eating when you start, you know, following a vegan diet and you start going plant-based because you can't just slap a piece of meat on a plate and a, a steamed broccoli and call it dinner. You really can't. I mean, you have to make sure that you're really being a little bit more intentional about what you're, what you're eating so that, I mean, what I find generally is that people aren't eating enough food. They need to really like eat it and make sure they're really bulking up and things like that on when they start replacing those things and they're going through this transition. So I just love that people are putting things out there like you to help others find these things that they can try to make them. And it's so accessible online. Like with what you said, there's so much information out there now. I, I just love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I completely agree. How has the feedback been since you started doing this from people? Like I'm sure your friends must know about it. Well, what do people say about it? 
It's actually been relatively good feedback. My friends, they tried my recipes. My friend the other day, she tried my peanut butter chocolate chip oatmeal cookies and she loved them. And she sent me a picture. She made them and she sent me a picture of like all the steps. And then when they were done and then she rated them on my site and she's like, she was so sweet. And it just, it makes me feel really supported like in the community because my friend who made these cookies, she's not even vegan, but she tried them because, and that's something having someone who, you know, in your life who is vegan, it kind of makes it a little more of like an incentive to kind of like try the food out because some of my friends, when they come over just to hang out, I make them food and they're like, wow, this vegan food that I never would have tried if I didn't know someone who's vegan, who bakes and cooks and things. They're like, wow, this vegan food is really good. Like Because a lot of people, they have no reason to try it. If no one in their family is vegan, they're not going to go to a vegan restaurant. But knowing someone that you can kind of just get free food from, if that makes sense. I I just think that for me, and I I think this, forget being vegan or following a plant-based lifestyle or any of these things, just in life in general, I think that it's very hard to put yourself out there and create something like a website or your own recipes and kind of release it to the world. And frankly, for me with doing this podcast, right? There's there's something sort of nerve wracking about putting a little bit of yourself out there to be judged by other people and to not worry about that. And then to have your friends not only have a positive reaction, but support you and try some of these things yourself is, is a great lesson to everyone that if there's something out there that you're really trying to do, you should just go ahead and do it and not be worried that other people are gonna judge you for it. Because the truth is most people will just respect you for having tried. And I think that that is like a lesson that I just think it's a great thing that you did this and that, you know, you're putting these recipes and you're trying and I'm sure they don't all work out, but you know, the ones that do, they they make it on the website and then other people can kind of try them too. And and to put yourself out there like that is really admirable. So um, I think it's really fantastic. You're doing that. Um, I hope a lot of people check it out. It's veganlykatie.com. I'm going to throw it out there. It's V-E-G-A-N-L-Y-K-A-T-I-E.com. And hopefully everyone will go there and check it out and maybe try one of your recipes like your Instagram page and and all those things. There is one thing that I ask everyone who comes on the show is like the last question of the interview. And that is that, you know, if you could talk to somebody out there who's maybe in your situation, like a peer of yours, and they were considering doing this, if you had 20 to 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds to talk to them about why they should consider going plant-based or going vegan, what would you tell them? That's a really good question. And I think that I would tell them to just find something. There are so many reasons to go vegan. So find something that really resonates with them, whether it's their health or the environment or animal rights or anything else that you can think of that resonates with you. It's going to be something that can really keep you going, that can really motivate you to just sustain this lifestyle because you're helping a cause, whether it is your health and you're helping just the cause of yourself and your well-being or whether it's the well-being of the planet or the animals, there's always an aspect that everybody can relate to. I love it. I completely agree. And I just think it's, it's a powerful thing. Find something that speaks to you and and that will be your reason. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. This was a fantastic interview. If people want to find Katie, look her up on Instagram at veganly Katie, or you can find her on her website at veganlykatie.com. Katie, thanks so much. This was fantastic. I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Katie, thank you so much for joining me for this interview. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to find Katie, you can find her on Instagram at veganlykatie, or you can find her on her website at veganlykatie.com. She's doing great things, sharing great recipes, helping us all go vegan. 
Thank you all so much out there for joining me for this episode. I know there was a long hiatus between the last one. I really apologize, and I very much appreciate everyone sticking with me, sending me nice messages, reaching out, seeing if they could be featured on the show. I'm reading all of your emails. I will get back to them. Uh, But thank you so much for sticking with me. I'm going to try to get back to a much more regular release schedule here in 2021. So look out for future episodes. If you'd like to get directly in touch with me, you can do so on Instagram at goingveganpodcast, or you can email me at dan at goingveganpodcast.com. Thanks again so much. See you for the next one.